Hey, everybody, welcome back. HSC Podcast 92. Big Box Steve on the mic, Big Smooth. And we are in uh, Christmas edition. Christmas coming up around the end of the weekend. Lots of good football, lots of good movies, lots of good food. So Christmas time. I love this time because you've got great college football coming. You're finishing up the NFL season, getting ready for playoffs. It's, it's you know, it's just a great time for sports, great time, you know, for family and food. So lo- love the love this time of year. Basketball season starts. Yeah, yeah. Basketball, you know, and we, I mean, we'll talk about basketball a little bit, you know, as we get close to the playoffs and stuff like that. March Madness, of course, is still good. But, uh, man, basketball's really gone downhill for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, football this year, getting ready for, you know, you've had a few bowl games. Nothing really to to speak highly of. I don't know if you watched any of the scores. The uh, UCLA played. That was, you know, one of the big schools that have played up to this point, but not a lot of other big games. They beat Boise State. Um, but yeah, this week also you're coming up with your bowl games next week weekend. You got a, you know all the bowl games playoffs. College playoffs should be exciting. Uh, I, I know a lot of people had have a lot of you know heartburn over how the playoffs went, but regardless, I think you still got four good teams in the playoff. Both games I think should be good in the first round. And I don't see any of those teams really, you know, outmatching the other. It's not like last year when you're like, George is just going to dominate the <laughs> the championship, you know? Right. I mean, even last year was like the best game of was first round was Georgia, Ohio State. Right. Georgia had to hurt Marvin Harrison to win the game. Right. Yeah, that was a good game. But uh, I I don't I don't see a blowout in the championship this year. I mean, maybe it'll still happen, but I think it's a lot less likely than last year. I just didn't think TCU stood a chance. They beat Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was and that was kind of a fluky game too. Any given whatever day you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, college football coming up. So, we'll save college football for next week because that's when uh, we'll get into those games. But if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like. Appreciate the uh, any comments. Uh, you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Let's get into uh, let's get into NFL. Uh, this is what we're talking about and. Stick around if you're listening to this far because we also are going to give our top five Christmas movies because it's Christmas edition. So let's talk week uh, 15, right? Week 15 NFL. Uh, prediction wise, Wes, who's obviously not here tonight, goes 13 and three. Uh, already has a seven game lead on me. 
And so in year 11 and five, I was 10 and six. So good records last week. Um, but I don't know with two weeks left if we're catching Wes. Well, especially if he's not on, he can, you know, check out well, check this podcast out and then pick his picks. Listen to our picks and and put, actually, so technically there's there's three weeks, right? So this week's already started. Yeah. Uh we had our Thursday night pick, but we'll get into that later. But talking about week 15 for a second, we I mean, let's just start for a second with the Raiders game. What a blowout. I mean, 42 nothing at halftime. Yeah, that was in that was crazy. And then, you know, the final score wasn't even indicative of the game because they had their backup. The Raiders had their backup defense in in the fourth quarter when the Chargers scored two of their touchdowns. And they basically the fourth whole fourth quarter, they didn't even try on offense. Yeah, even 63-21 still yeah. bad. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're still losing by 40. <laughs> I, I guess it, that was just a surprise. Like, I, I expected, you know, I think we all picked the Raiders. So we kind of expect the Raiders to win that game. Not, yeah. But not that way. No. And, and, you know. The biggest surprise for me was, I didn't. I thought Brandon Staley was with the Chargers longer, but he just was bad from the very beginning. Yeah, it was only like three years. Yeah, I think it was three years. But he, you know, they were competitive, but they just couldn't win when it mattered. Right. Well, he's he always had he had the the Raider game where the tie they would have got into the playoffs, and he made the stupid he made a, an ego mistake and. Then the Raiders are like screw it, we're gonna go for the win. And then the next year they make the playoffs and they blow that lead. Yeah, that that Jaguars game was just the worst. And their defense has not been good all three years, and he's a defensive mind. So yeah. it's like... But I think when you when you take over a team of that talent level. There's a there's a high expectation there, and I don't think he ever fulfilled the expectation. Because you don't have to be the greatest coach to have success with that team. The only problem I have is, do we overestimate the Chargers? Because it's been like ten years of that, where everyone's like at the beginning of the year that they, oh they're one of the more talented teams in the NFL. And then they don't show up ever. Well, I think they've they've had a hard time putting it together as a team. Uh, when I say talented, I'm talking about individually talented, right? You know, not necessarily their coaching staff or them coming together as a team, which it's, it seems to have been their problem for the longest time. But like, if you break them down player by player, you find a lot of talent on that team. And that's that's the issue I've always had with them, is they they haven't had somebody that can bring them together. You know, to win the big games and to to take advantage of that that talent they've had. But that was a crazy game, um, Cincinnati. <laughs> right back in it, which is crazy, right? So, I mean, at one point, like when Joe Burrow goes out, 
you kind of just wrote off Cincinnati at that point. Yeah. So they're they're right back in, and then Pittsburgh. You didn't think it could get worse than than good old Cody Pickett, but I mean, you don't have to win a lot of games at that point, and they just they can't win. No, they're 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 going with Mason Rudolph now. That's how bad it is, right? So that's I mean that's tough for Pittsburgh. Um, Denver gets blown out. Chicago blows another game. <laughs> that was, I mean, it's crazy, you know. I mean, Mooney yeah, you could look at things that. and say, what ifs, what ifs. But how many times, you know, have you lost 90-plus, you know, chance to win the game? Three times this year. So you look at those three games – and what now they're they're eight and six? Yeah. And everybody's like, they're not a playoff team. I'm like that you, you you yeah, it sucks that you lose games like that. You know, nobody wants to lose when you have a 10 point lead or more, a 21 point lead in some cases, in one case, but I don't see how you can say they're not at least a, a contender. When you know you lose three games, when you should have, you could have easily won those. Not even easily, you had a ninety-eight percent chance to win two of them. And that's the sad part is that I know it's not his fault, but who's going to be the scapegoat? It's going to be Fields. Well, it's it, it's going to come down to you have to choose between the coaches and Fields. Well, I think they get rid of them all, and then you bring in a new head coach who gets to pick his quarterback. Unfortunately, I don't think they're getting rid of the coach, which is the worst mistake. And I actually think they keep Getsy too, which I think is the another big mistake. That's horrible. Yes. Yeah. So even though I think Chicago could be on the rise, I think because of the decisions they'll make on the coaching staff, I, I think they'll have another mediocre to bad year next year. But it will be interesting to see what they do in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's obviously the talk of the draft because they're looking like they still probably will get the number one pick. You I know, know Panthers winning a game last week. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, Atlanta. I mean, let's look at that game. Nine to seven, you lose to Carolina. I mean, Atlanta. Like, you have a good chance to win the division. Dude, it's well, I've said it every week, I think, for a long time now. It's you've drafted three guys in the top ten on offense and you don't use yeah. them. Seriously. Well, you only scored seven points against Carolina. Worst defense in the league. Well, second worst. Like Washington's the commanders are the worst, right? The commanders traded all their best defensive right. players. But still, like, yeah, you're talking about well. the The problem I have with Atlanta is you're you're going, yes, into Carolina, but was it matter? Carolina had like ten fans in the stadium. <laughs> they were they're selling tickets for a dollar in Carolina. 
Look, but, the Raiders aren't any good, but their tickets are like $1,300. Right. Well, they're also in Las Vegas in like one of the nicest stadiums in the league. Yeah. <laughs> it's brand new. Like Carolina's an old stadium, original from their uh, expansion. Yeah. But still, the, that's... Do you a, imagine? I mean, you think about that. You're like, sweet, I got to go to this game. And then it's like nine to seven. Right. And there's like a thousand people in a stadium that fits like 50,000. But I just don't see. So for me, that's a problem with Atlanta. Like if you can't go in and you can't win that game when you have to win, because you're talking about you're fighting for this division. You got new Orleans before this game was seven and seven Tampa is seven and seven. And you and and they were seven and seven, right? Or now they're six and eight. Yeah. They would have should have been seven and seven. So you go in and you put up a nine to seven game. It's you don't deserve to go to the playoffs. Now they're rolling with Tyler Ty, Ty, Heineke. They should have been rolling with him from the beginning. Uh, Tampa goes in and beats Green Bay. Uh, after watching tonight's game, I mean, I already kind of thought Tampa was the odds-on favorite, but it really looks like Tampa will win that division. Uh, Houston, Tennessee, ugly game for Tennessee. You got Case Keenum playing. You can't go in and beat Case Keenum or at home. <laughs> Ace Keenum, man. He took the Vikings to the NFC Championship game. That's right. Well, and their top two receivers are hurt too, right? And they don't and they they can't block for Derrick Henry and they're blaming him for getting hit in the backfield on every play. That was a that was a tough loss for Tennessee. I think uh Tennessee really hurt themselves. Oh, yeah, they're done. Yeah. Stick a fork in them. But yeah, with the Texans losing Dell and then um they and just Nico. lost. Yeah, Nico Collins. Right. And Noah Brown was on Steve's bench. I know. Um, I just yeah, I should have played him. Instead I had Hopkins in, didn't do anything. The uh, Buffalo-Dallas game, I don't know if you watched much of that. Buffalo just dominated them. Uh, Dallas did not look good that game. I said it last week. This is when we start realizing the Cowboys aren't that good. Right. And everyone was talking Cowboys last week. Cowboys, Cowboys. Dak Prescott MVP. Dallas Cowboys team and now crickets one week later crickets well i think when it shows when their defense can't stop the run and commit turn or force turnovers and score like dallas is in trouble josh allen didn't even have like 100 yards passing yeah i mean well i mean Cook ran for 180 yards or something. Yeah, exactly. Gabe Davis had zero yards for right. me on my fantasy <laughs> team. But that the Dallas Philly 
how that plays out now becomes really interesting for the the East title. Right. Because, yeah, there we go. Talk about Philly just shat in the bed against the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect them to lose that game. Uh, granted, Jalen Hurts wasn't 100%. Both of his interceptions were stupid, though. Yeah. And did you see the thing that on the – okay, first off, also, you lost to Drew Locke. Right. Come on, man. <laughs> did you see, though, on the Seattle's last drive – all 92 yards passing was against James Bradbury. Right. <laughs> well, because they, I mean, they really didn't play anything but man and, or no help, basically. Yeah. I mean, they, they're still in maybe cover three sometimes, but they were, they were not giving any help over the top, which that's what you do. You don't have to go to prevent, but you, you don't want to isolate your DBs in those situations. It's like the last, the last touchdown, right? You're going to give somebody one-on-one. That's what you're going to face, right? Yep. It's like the, I don't know if you saw the end of Chicago Cleveland game, third and 15 and you're blitzing everybody and dropping a defensive lineman to try to cover the tight end. Like who, who is calling that play? All right. Eberflus. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even there. I mean, I saw that within seconds of it developing, and I was already like, what are you doing? As soon as that well, deep alignment dropped back. It's not – he. it's Joe Flacco, right? It's not a rookie quarterback. Right. It's someone who's won a Super Bowl. Right. And, like, seen coverages. I get it. If it was like Tommy DeVito or something or Aiden O'Connell, sure. Let's well, but Joe Flacco's gonna pick that apart. You gotta make him throw the ball past the first down line and make a good throw. That's what you have to make him do. Right. You can't blitz him and ha- hope your defensive lineman can somehow run with Njoku. <laughs> But yeah, it's the same thing with the Philly game, though. You you put your uh, corner out on an island like that, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. So that's uh, you know it's 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 easy to sit back here and criticize, of course, but it's also sometimes you just look at that and you're just like, what were you thinking? And Matt Patricia called the plays this week, so right. Yeah, and Philly's defense did not look great at no. all. Well, and they have they had a bunch of injuries. I mean, Darius Slay didn't play, which obviously they need him out there for the as a corner. Right. Uh the only good you could take out is Kilo Keely Ringo played. He hadn't had any snaps really this year. Yeah. And he looked pretty good. Yeah, and I think he, with some time, he'll definitely be good. I think that's a good draft pick as well. But it's overall, you know, most of the games, you know, we we all had a high winning percentage comparatively. So most of the games went to ways. And even, you know, I know I kind of went out crazy on New England there, but when you look at the New England-Kansas City game, Kansas City did not look good. No. At all. Like, and New England obviously looked worse, but there's a couple plays in that game 
holding call, you know, a, a bad throw by Zappi that really changed that game from what should have been, could have been a very close game. And it's still only a 10 point game. Right. But I'm worried about Kansas City, to be honest with you. I don't think they look that great. Right. So that's a, it's an interesting week coming down the playoffs. Uh, you know, next week's podcast, I want to get into like playoff scenarios because we still got a couple weeks to go. So we'll wait until there's, you know, those last two weeks to really get into playoff scenarios. But overall, I don't know if you looked a lot at the playoff scenarios, but it's kind of wacky. Well, it's so funny because the AFC is crazy because like how many six loss teams and seven loss teams, but we're in the NFC, it's like seven and eight loss teams. Right. I mean, they're still in a in a position though. Both sides are in a position where a lot of different things can happen in just a couple weeks, which it's it's a it's not always that way. There's always some scenarios, but there's gonna be so many. When they do those, you know, playoff scenario breakdowns on like ESPN and these sports mm-hmm. channels, they're gonna have so many teams with all the different lines to this happens and this happens and this happens. Oh yeah. So right now, if we count the Raiders, because they're two games, they're six and eight, right? So right. right now the Texans are the seven seed at eight and six. But that's twelve teams in the AFC. That could make the playoffs. Right. Well, actually, so it's 11 teams for six spots because the Ravens have already clinched. Right. And then the NFC, three teams clinched, plus the Lions are pretty much already guaranteed. So you have... uh, Yeah. Up until... The Bears at five and nine, the 13 team right now still have a chance because there's still only two games out. Right. You could end up with two teams under 500 make the playoffs in the NFC. That would be nuts because you could definitely have the South. Yeah. Winner be under 500. Yeah. Especially with the right now, yeah. The seventh seed is the Vikings at seven and seven. So you have the Vikings and Seahawks at seven and seven, and then it goes, well, the Saints losing today, seven and eight. Then the Falcons and Packers six and eight, Giants and Bears five and nine. Yeah, this week's gonna tell you a lot though. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna a... weed out people. Yeah, there, there's gonna be a lot, lot. So, like I said, in the next Next, when you get into seven weeks, uh, 17, 18, that'll be uh, a lot of scenario uh, games there. So, yeah, let's jump into week 16 here. So we picked before this, obviously, we, we all had the Rams. So the Rams beat the Saints tonight. And just talk about that game for a second since it's already been played. There's a lot of hype around the Rams right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they won like five of their last six games, right? 
But I'm looking at that, you know, outside of the Cleveland win, which even Cleveland's really banged up. Like, you beat Arizona and Washington and the Saints and Seattle. And then you lost the Ravens. Fairly close game. And then you beat the Browns. Like, I don't know that I call them one of the hottest teams in the league. Well, I mean, for the NFC, it's almost like they were one of the cream of the crop for the lower echelon (laughs) NFC teams. Because I think we can agree right now it's the Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions. Right. They're up here, and then everyone else in the AFC is down below. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they're hotter than the other seven and seven teams, you know? But they're, everybody's like, oh, you got to really watch out from the playoffs. I'm like, I don't think – Philly or Dallas or 49ers got to watch out for them in the playoffs. Or their offense is really good. And they got Aaron Donald. So that's like what you got. Yeah, I mean, I get it. They're on a hot streak. I just, I guess I just don't, in in my opinion, I couldn't, I don't call them one of the hottest teams in the league. I think, yeah, you, you won a lot of games, but you're not playing top talent either right you're not playing the best teams but you know they go to new york and then they get go to san francisco so they're probably making the playoffs so probably we win uh, the new york game and probably lose san francisco and go in at nine and eight right yeah right now because they're the sixth seed right now as it stands right uh, I, I just thought it was unnecessary hype around the Rams. I'm like, I get it. They won the game. You got to have something to talk about, but I'm, I'm not calling them the hottest team in the NFC. Uh, but that was Thursday night football. So we're all want to know. <laughs> Starting off well. Already got my check mark down. <laughs> so let's let's get into our uh, this week sixteen HSC podcast picks. Uh, first game Saturday, so Saturday games. I love that. I love Saturday games. Uh, first game Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. What do you got? Well. I don't know how anyone could take the Steelers with the way their quarterback play has been. And remember, can we all remember how bad Mason Rudolph was the last right. time he played? Uh, so I know it's in Pittsburgh, but yeah, I'm taking the Bengals here by I keep it close because the defense is still really good for the Steelers. Although I don't know if Jamar Chase is playing. That's a big if. Yeah, I don't think he is. I mean, he might not. We'll see. So that will make it interesting, but I'm still going to take the Bengals. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game because it's in Pittsburgh and their defense will keep them in the game. It's so questionable on their offense, though. That's the problem for Pittsburgh. 
So I, I'm going to go with the Bengals on the road here too by a field goal. Although, God, I mean, I, Pittsburgh could win that game. Yes. Because, you know, what have we learned this whole year? We hype up a team. They're like, oh, we're going to do good now. Jake Browning, he looks like he's there. And then they lose. Right. Yeah, Pittsburgh's just in turmoil, though. So I think that's yeah. their problem. You got to have a little bit of leadership out on the field, and they don't have that on offense at all. Pickens uh, not blocking for Warren, right. and then Warren calling him out saying, I would have blocked for you. Well, that's the problem is I don't think they have any leadership on their position players also. Like, they don't have the old receiver. Like, there's no Heinz Ward type, you right. know, because uh, they got Pickens and – and uh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, yeah. And it's those aren't, like, stand-up type guys, you know. And, and Najee Harris and, and Warren, they're not – they're not vocal. Right. You know, so you, they need a quarterback to to lead them, and they don't have that. Like anywhere, obviously, they're going to Mason Rudolph. Going to have to be Friar Muth. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just, I, I was, I'm too worried about Pittsburgh. You know, no leadership on offense. I don't know if they could score to win that game. Uh, Buffalo at the Chargers. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a case where the Chargers are happy now. But Buffalo is a hot. They are. If I was going to call a team hot, I would say Buffalo's hot going right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a team that they need some help to make the playoffs right now. But it's they're not a team you want to play in the playoffs. As they have definitely been on a roll. Cook's been really, really running the ball well. Yeah, I mean, I could. I mean, I I take Buffalo here by by two touchdowns at least. Yeah, I'm in agreement here. The spread is twelve and a half, but, but the way Buffalo just dismantled the Cowboys, it's like they're already in the play. They're already in playoff mode, right? And well, the Chargers have- are they're done. Chargers are done. Uh, Keenan Allen's not going to play again. Um, yeah, they're they're shutting it down, right? Mm-hmm. But Buffalo has to be in playoff mode because I mean they they still need help to make the playoffs, which is crazy. Me, but it's pretty realistic because I'm I gotta check here. Do the Texans and the Colts still play each other? Um, I don't know. They yeah, it's the, do the Texans and the Colts play each other. So if the Buffalo wins out, they're in. Oh, yeah, because that'll be a loss for for one of those two teams. Yeah. So Buffalo wins out there. And plus you're looking at um, they played the Dolphins the last week of the season, and the Dolphins have the Cowboys this week. Yeah. So it could be looking at winning the division. Yeah, if the Dolphins lose a game and then they beat the Dolphins in the season finale, they still win the division. Yeah. Yeah, so Buffalo pretty easily there. Uh, Indianapolis at Atlanta. Uh, Falcons are favored by one. I guess it's because it's a home game. 
I'm taking the Colts here. Falcons are a mess. I don't think Heineke or anything. Arthur Smith's a garbage head coach. So I'm taking Minshew Magic. Minshew. Uncle Rico. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with that because I think the I think Andy, I think the Colts have good things happening. And Atlanta just doesn't. And Taylor will be back and Pittman will be available. Right. Yeah, and I think this is an important game for them. I think Indianapolis, they could be a playoff. They're their playoff team right now. You know, eight and six, they play the Falcons, and then they play the Raiders, and they play the Texans. So it's not they a win all three games tough. or lose all three games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, they need, well, because all these teams are all the same, you know. Uh, but it's not a particularly tough schedule. No. So, yeah, I think the Colts there um, definitely have a lot to, to play for. Seattle at Tennessee. Man. Uh, I gotta, I'm going to go with Seattle. I think Tennessee is is a little discombobulated as a team. They don't know what their identity is. Their line is not helping Derrick Henry out at all. And it's like you're so hit and miss with Will Levis. Like throw the ball to Hopkins. Right. How hard is that? (laughs) It's going to be pretty easy. I mean, but Seattle has a pretty decent secondary. So as long as they can, you know, stop the run, I I can see them pretty easily winning this game, actually. Coming off the Philadelphia win, they're going to have a little momentum going. Still feel like they can make the playoffs, which they're still in it, of course, you know, and and I think uh, this is an important game for them. I think Seattle wants it more than Tennessee, so I'm going to go with Seattle here. I think the Titans have packed it in. Uh, Geno's Geno Smith will be back. Yeah, I, I'm taking Seattle. Well, I'm going to make it close because Seattle's playing on the road, and they just don't. I don't know if they play that well on the road, so it will be close, but they're going to still win. Yeah, I actually have Seattle by ten. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. Tennessee just doesn't look good, but. You never know. I mean, if you run the ball, you control the game, you're in Tennessee. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Fritz paper by three and a half. I'm going Detroit. I think Minnesota's magic is gone now. Detroit had their lull. Now they were hitting their stride again. So, yeah, I got Detroit by seven. Yeah, I, I think Minnesota's really done. They don't look good. They haven't looked good. Detroit looking to finish the season strong. I think this is a statement game for them. I think they 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 come out and they beat up on Minnesota. I think they win by 14. So I definitely think Detroit uh, has to make it. And it's in it's in the dome, right? Yeah. 
So that's good for Detroit. Uh, game of the week. Washington at the Jets. <laughs> oh, this one's so hard to pick. Does anybody even want to watch this game? Gosh, no. I'm uh, I'm taking the Jets here, just because their defense is still so good, and the Commanders have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, or the worst. So Bryce Bryce Hall will have a big game. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the worst defense against the worst offense. Yeah. So but I don't see the commanders doing anything on offense either. Right, right. Well, and and against you're going against a fairly good defense. You know, one of the better in the AFC for sure. So and I don't know if Brian Robinson's playing, so that will hurt him. <laughs> yeah, I saw a meme that said uh it's um a movable object against a stoppable force. Right. Look, that's pretty funny. Uh I, I gotta take the Jets as well here. I think it's it's an ugly game. It's an ugly game. Jets squeak it out a win here. I, I think both teams want to lose, actually. Because it's it's about play it's about uh, draft picks now, right? Yeah. So it's whoever wants to lose less. Yeah, because now Aaron Rodgers knows he's not coming back because no. he doesn't need why to. would he come back? That's it's yeah. dumb. Although they opened a roster spot for him so he could practice, right? Which is fine, you know. What what's it matter? Right. So, yeah, I'm in agreement. Jets probably there as well. Uh, let's see. Green Bay at Carolina. I'm still not a believer in Carolina. Even though it's at home, they're going to have another 1,000 people watching. <laughs> uh, Green Bay doesn't look great either, but Carolina just they, – they don't have it this year. So, even Green Bay at mediocre can win this game. Can you imagine Green Bay screwing you, Steve? I know. Why wouldn't they? And letting the pan and having the Panthers beat them. Why wouldn't they? But no, I got the Packers winning because they still don't. They think they still have hope. They have that. a chance. It's outside, but you know they're six and eight, so they're not they're not eliminated yet. So they have to play, right? Right. You have to come to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Cleveland at Houston. What do you got here? Uh, I got the Browns, Joe Flacco. They're favored by three on the road, but um, Stroud's not playing again. So probably Keenum. I'm taking the Browns with their defense and Super Joe going back to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, we got a swing game here. Whoa. Because I'm going to go with your boy, Case Keenum. Just 
Look, the, the Browns, yeah, their defense is solid, but they did not look good against the Bears. And I get it, the Bears are playing decent football, but the you, I mean, Flacco threw three interceptions. They they win the game because basically Chicago threw it away. And Houston at home, this is a big game for Houston. If you're, I mean, you think about what D'Amico Ryan's is is talking about in practice in the in the locker rooms right now. Because you got to imagine you're sitting there at eight and six, you're a rookie coach. Because this is it right now, right? You lose this game, you're out. Or close to it. Right. And I, I can't imagine he he's not putting fire underneath his team. And Cleveland just doesn't look to me, you know, like they have a lot of fire. It's in Houston. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the swing game here. I'm going to go with Houston. Because, honestly, I don't think Case Keenan's a huge downgrade. Uh, it sucks they don't have Collins and Dell. That I think that hurts them more than not having Stroud. So we'll see what happens here, but I'm going to go Houston. Uh, let's see. Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. Uh, we probably have a swing game here, too, because I'm going with Tampa. At It's at home. And I, I think Tampa wins the division. And I think they see a chance right now to take it with, with New Orleans losing tonight. Tampa's going to come in with with some fire. And I don't know. Jacksonville hasn't impressed me a lot lately. Right. So, well, the Jaguars have lost three straight, and that's right. why this is a must-win game for them. Because now they're at a three-way tie with the Texans and Colts. Right. For the it is a must. Yeah, it is too. So I'm, I'm, I am, I'm taking the Jags here. I mean, Tampa, Jacksonville. You're both in Florida. It's not like that big a deal. Yeah, it's not a home game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm taking the Jags here. Because this is the game where Trevor Lawrence has to come through. Right. I I, I think you find out a lot about Trevor Lawrence this game. Because if he doesn't come through, like if they lose this game, then they don't end up making the playoffs. I think that hurts him overall, right? This is his future development. Well, I don't know if I saved. Did I save the Yeah. Did I send you guys the picture of first 48 career starts, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, Dan, or Trevor Lawrence is 20 and 28, Daniel Jones 19 and 29. Their passing touchdowns interceptions are 55-35 to 55-33. They're pretty much identical. Right. So basically, Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence are the same player. Right. And they're both in that, like, you don't you don't know if they're ever gonna make it. Right. Yeah, where I, I think yeah, it, this was a tough pick. And I, I mean obviously Jacksonville could easily win this game too. 
So I don't think the Jacksonville's a terrible pick here either. I'm just, I guess, I think, it, I guess you, you made a good point. They're both in Florida, but Tampa's still at home technically. Um, but I think that there's a door opening for Tampa, and I think Jacksonville might have a door closing on their season. So we'll see. Uh, Arizona at Chicago. Who cares? Well, you care, Steve. You need you need to lose. <laughs> I know, but I don't. I just don't see Chicago losing this game. They actually are playing decent football. Even though it'd be better for them to lose, I just don't see them losing to Arizona. Uh, their defense is playing better. And I think Arizona has a hard time with Justin Fields in this game. I don't think he throws for a lot of yards, but I think he runs for a lot of yards in this game. And so at home against a not-so-good Arizona team, yeah, I'm going to go with Chicago here. We got a swing game. Uh-oh, back on the Arizona train. Back on Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals, you know, they they lost, but they played the 49ers tough. And that's what I think that you have with the Cardinals is they're going to stay in games. Obviously, they're staying with the 49ers, but that's because the 49ers are the, the best team in the NFL right now, right. arguably. Uh, but they still they put up 29 points on the Niners. Kyler Murray's back, James Connor's back, and say what you will about Jonathan Gannon, he at least has them trying and playing hard. And then this helps the Bears out when the cards win. So I'm <laughs> I'm gonna do my typical the Bears will be winning, they'll be playing <laughs> really nice. well. I mean, it's and then not a all of a sudden, they'll do something, and all of a sudden, the Cardinals will end up winning. Yeah, you mean like shotgun on on the one yard line or screens, and I mean it's it's almost laughable when you watch the games because you're just you. And you know what? I get it. It's hard to be an NFL coach, and I'm not going to sit here in posture and be like I'm better than NFL coaches. But you sometimes you sit there and you're just like, what are you actually thinking? Are you overthinking? Are you like, I'm going to get tricky? Like, <laughs> they're not going to expect this. You know, like how many times have we watched a game and be like, please don't do this play. Right. And then please they do. don't do that. And then they do that play. And you're like, dude. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt with the Bears game. You know, especially this last game, you know, as, as I was watching this, like I knew as soon as they got up 10, I was like, it's over. They're going to lose. <laughs> You're like, stay close. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. And, and, you know, Arizona doesn't look terrible, but they still, you know, they've won like two of their last 10 or whatever, you know, and so they're not. Obviously, Kyler coming back helped them, may help them. I don't know that it did necessarily help them a lot, but I mean, I guess technically 
they've won two of their three games with him <laughs> to start coming back. Yeah, I mean. But, is that where they're at now? <laughs> now they're uh, one and one, one and two, and two, two and three. Right. So they have won two of their three games since Kyler come back. Well, two of their five games. I mean. Oh, two of their three total wins. Yeah, because they, they beat the Falcons. Right. Uh, lost to the Texans by five. Lost to the Rams big. Well, beat, lost the, to beat the Steelers league. by 14. Right. And then lost to the Niners. The Niners. So, I mean, I guess they're not horrible, but they have been impressive. This, they'll probably lose their last two. So, you want those Panthers to have a little edge. You need, yeah. you need this. Need to give but this. why would Arizona even want to win this game? Well, they got the new head coach. He probably doesn't want to keep losing. Right. Trying to get, get his job, keep his job. But, I mean, he if like you, they go in with three losses they have a chance you know to be a number one pick right but if you go in and say see if i would have had kyler murray all year we would have been right right yeah but i i think eberfluss probably also thinks that his job's in jeopardy it hasn't stopped him season though hasn't stopped him from being horrible and (laughs) It's funny because they're five and nine. And like we talked about earlier, three games that they blew huge leads, 98% chance of winning those games. I mean, you're really, like I said, you could easily be an eight and 16. Right. Coaching matters in the NFL. Yeah. So, all right, well, so we got three straight swing games. Yeah. See, this is the problem that I have Wes here. Because we don't know what his picks are. I know. Because I need I don't need to catch up on you. I need to <laughs> catch up on Wes. It's first or last, man. Maybe first or last. Right. Uh let's see, Dallas, Miami. So this is this is um a big game for both teams. This one I'm waffling on because of all of the Dolphins' injuries. Right. You got a banged up Mosier. You got a banged up Hill. Banged up Waddle. Banged up. Here's the one. Banged up all five starting offensive linemen didn't practice today. Right. That's. You gotta you gotta remember though, McDaniel's famous for that. Like he lets guys not practice. Well, and you know what? We've already t- discussed my feelings on the Cowboys, so I am still <laughs> taking the Dolphins here. It is late, late season time, time for the spiral for the Cowboys. I'm taking <laughs> the Dolphins by five. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, I have the Dolphins here, too, so I, I got to stick with that. I was back and forth quite a bit because I agree 
you know, Miami on paper looks very dinged up. But Miami can't afford to lose this game. Because the last thing you want to do as Miami is go and play Buffalo in the last game of the season for the division. Right. So I don't think Miami can afford to lose this game. Um, Dallas, obviously, they're already in the playoffs. Well, consider this, too. Dolphins might miss the playoffs. Yeah. Think about this. They play the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. And the Bills, yeah. Easily could lose all three games. Yeah, not like, oh, you know, that's not like playing like, you know, Houston and Tennessee and Atlanta, you know. <laughs> like you're playing three of the best teams in the league. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, but, I, yeah, I don't think they can afford to lose this game. I think in, at home, I definitely think Tyreek plays and has a big game. Yeah, and plus, you know, it's on their minds. Everyone's saying, oh, you haven't been in a team with a winning record yet. Right, right, and that's – You got well, three chances in a row here. Man, that's also – you know, I was looking at that, actually. When I was looking at this game, I was like, if you look at Miami, they have not beat any of the the good teams they've played. All of their wins are against – Pretty bad teams. Yeah, they haven't played very many good teams. Let's no. just go there. And every good team they played, they lost. Literally, they played two good, three good teams. Lost every game. Yeah, they played the Bills and got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost to the Eagles 31-17. to And they lost to the Chiefs 21-14. Right. That's it. That's the only three teams that they play that are good. Right. And lost to the Titans. Yeah. That was super fluky, though. Yeah, so th- this game worries me, but I don't know. We'll find out a lot about Miami. I'm going to stick with Miami here because I think this is a must win for them. And there's no way Tyreek doesn't play and doesn't have a big game. So dangerous, but man, I'm going with Miami. (laughs) New England at Denver, Sunday night football, really? God. Well, that's fine. I'll be celebrating Christmas Eve at my mom. That's right. Man, really? That's what you're playing on Sunday night football? Well, that's why, because Christmas Eve, people are all out going to like church, doing, you know, midnight mass, going to dinners. No one wants to watch the... the... No, I mean, no one wants to watch this game anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm going Denver. How many Denver games have been on primetime yesterday? It's kind of ridiculous. So many. A lot. But yeah, I'm going Denver too. Hopefully it's a, the only redeeming thing would be as if it snowed. Right. Yeah, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm hoping for, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. 5.15, I'm not watching any of this game. Right. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Denver, what's New England's record? Three and eleven as well. Yeah, you need you need New England to win, right? 
I don't know. I don't think Carolina will win another game. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, but I'm still going with Denver here. I think Denver, they probably still think they have a chance. Yeah, they're seven and seven, so they're not mathematically yeah. eliminated yet. Denver has to win this game. Monday night or Monday day, Christmas Day. Sorry, we got three football games, which is kind of awesome. Uh, all day football, three different channels, starting at ten a.m. for us, anyway. Uh, Vegas at the Raiders at the Chiefs. Ooh, at Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chiefs are favored by ten. So yeah, I mean, but you know what? What Hans Gruber said to Theo. <laughs> It's Christmas. You gotta believe in the miracles. And this is our miracle for Christmas. <laughs> it's the Raiders will upset the Chiefs on Christmas Day because they want Antonio Pierce to have this job. Right. And they are gonna play their butts off for him. Uh one of the big things in the Charger game, I know the Chargers quit, but Bo Hardegree. The offensive coordinator for the Raiders went up to the booth. He's on the sidelines for the first time. And it made a huge difference. Uh, since Antonio Pierce has taken over, the Raiders have the third ranked defense in the NFL. Right. So, and the Chiefs haven't looked that good this year. Uh, I'm actually going with the Raiders too. I'm I'm not sold on the Chiefs right now. I think they they're not looking great. I think they didn't look good against a, a very very subpar Patriots team. Patriots helped them win the game. So maybe the, the Raiders aren't as good as they looked last week. But regardless, uh, I, I I'm in agreement. I think that uh, Antonio Pierce has done a great job. And I think he should stay as the coach. So if they want him to be the coach, they win this game. Mm -hmm. So I'm going with the Raiders as well. So we're both taking a 10-point underdog. <laughs> so if you like betting the uh, the point spread, <laughs> take the Raiders and the points. <laughs> yeah. If you want great odds. Take the Raiders in the money line. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was fiddling with that earlier today. Because <laughs> I get some good odds right there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So we're both both on the Raiders there. So it's just going to to see what Wes picks on that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Giants at Philly. I don't think there's a question here. I think Philly has to win, does win. Probably How many cutlets is over? It's already over. Yeah, <laughs> he's the Jeremy Land of the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even if he plays well, which I don't think he's, he'll probably play okay. I just, I, I don't think I can't see Philly losing this game. Right. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think they beat yeah. up on bad teams, so yeah, they'll win right. this game. 
11 and a half is high for me though, but they'll still win. But I got them by 14. So oh, I think they covered. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I guess the giants, they're good against bad teams, but I think Philly has too much talent. Oh, now here is the real game of the week. So, yeah. We're all going to be exhausted by this time. No doubt. You're talking about 5 o'clock, Christmas Day. Baltimore at San Francisco. I mean, this might be the game of the year. I don't know that there's been a better game this year. You know, the two teams with the best two records in the NFL, right? They're number one in both. Right. But I think they're legitimately the two best teams and they're both in their conferences. Like without question. I don't I when you look and you say who's the best NFC, who's the best AFC, I think most people are gonna say 49ers Baltimore. Yeah. So yeah, I think this might be because even when like Philly was playing Miami and uh, you you still didn't you weren't like, okay, these are the best teams. I think right now this is the game where you say, here's the two best teams playing each other. I agree. So big question is who you got. Picking the Niners. They're the home team. And I just, something about the Ravens. Because, you know, I'm, I've been on the Ravens bandwagon for years. I've been saying that they should have been the number one seed like every year for the past three years. But sometimes it's like they just don't show up. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it's this game because it's in San Francisco. They are, you know, kind of still banged up. So for this, I just, I got to take the 49ers here. Yeah. I think if it was in Baltimore, I think it'd be a easier or a harder pick. Um, so for for me, I think in San Francisco, the way they're playing lately, it's hard not to pick the Niners here. I think the Niners at this point are are, are making a statement to we're the best in the NFC, and this is a statement game. Um, so, but if they lose this game, you know, it brings them kind of back down to earth. Yeah, but they're healthy is the problem. And I think a healthy Niners team is a very dangerous team. Right. So I'm also I'm going for Niners as well. And then a lot of people's fantasy teams for the playoffs are hinged on that game, last game of the week. I know. <laughs> playing. Christian McCaffrey playing. Oh, man. I need I'm gonna need like a 50 point lead <laughs> going into that game. Well, at least I have Devo playing. He's been he's been decent for me lately. He's been pretty good actually. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um so a few swing games there. We'll see what Wes comes up with, see if we can put some games up on him. But good week in football. Like I can't I mean, I think this is a fun week to watch. I, I like this week because it really is gonna determine like what the you know what? What's what's well? What the playoff scenarios look like? You know what I mean? Like I think you this we after this week you're just gonna say okay now there's ten scenarios of 
who's going to make the playoffs and here's how it happens. And that's kind of a fun part of the, uh, the NFL getting into that playoff, that playoff run. Uh, so Christmas special before we uh, wrap up here, let's talk about top five Christmas movies. So our top five, um, before we get into that, or maybe you saw this already. So the number one played movie right now is Elf. Mm-hmm. I, so I could see that. Elf has the most plays of any Christmas movie. And I'm already tell you right now, it's not in my top five. Maybe it's in yours. No. But uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I like Elf, but Caitlin and Grayson don't. And it's funny because last year, Grayson loved Elf. But now that he's seven, he started social cues are starting. And I think the whole awkwardness and everything, he doesn't like it. He We were trying to watch it the other day and he's like, fast forward this part. I don't, I don't want to watch this part. Right. Because he just couldn't handle the awkwardness. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little over the top yeah with that sometimes right and i get that's what they're trying to do but it's like look you succeeded (laughs) you did it so that's that's uh but that was interesting i saw that you know so that was the top played christmas movie this year um that was interesting because brooklyn's never seen it she's never wanted to see it but she was talking about her um, her classmates are all talking about it, you know, and they're all in, you know, fifth grade. And so that's, uh, it was interesting that that's the age group, apparently. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> that likes the elf. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get into our top five. Definitely a hard category, right? Right. I got a lot on mine that lot that I couldn't put in my top five that are staples every year that I watch. Right, right. And yeah. I watch a lot of Christmas movies at Christmas time. And there's definitely it was definitely hard to choose, you know, how how to um eliminate some of those because you're right, you watch it, but does that make it one of your top fives? Right. Yeah, I got a list of like 60 something Christmas movies. Yeah. Try to get through, but but yeah. I had 15 that I was like these could all be right. in the top 5. But breaking them down was tough. So so let's start off uh number 5. I'll go I'll go I'll give you my number 5. Number 5 for me this might be for anybody still listening may not like this but i have a christmas story at five um because it's a it's a watchable movie like you can watch it over and over and over and over again are there cooler movies these days you know do they have other things that make probably make it a little better in christmas yeah but the story's great it's a watchable movie you could play it over and over again and it is a good story and it's 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 a little old school which helps too so 
Uh, I snuck Christmas Story in there definitely into my top five. Some people probably have it higher for nostalgia reasons, for staple reasons, but I, I put it in there five. Uh, so I'll tell you Grayson's top five. So we got a seven-year-old's top five here. All right, we'll throw that in there. His number five is Muppets Christmas Carol. Interesting enough that Holly wanted that in the top five as well. <laughs> yes, he it's, loves... good. it's good. I I like it. He would also go with the Mickey Mouse Mickey's Christmas Mickey, Carol Mickey's with Scrooge Christmas McDuck. Carol. Right, and he would we go were, either. We were in an argument about Mickey's Christmas Carol being better than Christmas Carol, and I was like, "Really? You're gonna say Mickey's Christmas Carol is better than a, the Christmas Carol?" <laughs> You mean the, like, are we talking uh, George C. Scott? Yeah, that... George C. Scott, yeah. Although, you know, I will say for Mickey's Christmas Carol, that was when we were kids. Right. That's well, when it's that good. came out. It's very good. Um, I it's was short. Probably... It's only like a 40 minutes. I'd take Mickey's Christmas Carol over Muppets, personally. Yeah. Muppets is good because Michael Caine, right. when he went into it, he's like... I'm playing this like this is a real Christmas Carol movie. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. He played Scrooge like as Scrooge. Right. Yeah, and it was good. It was good. Now we'll get to my number five, which is my Christmas Carol movie, Scrooged. Scrooge. Yeah. So that was for me, it was right there. Yeah. Bill Murray. Classic movie about being a, what was he, a TV executive is basically right. the screwed modern version. Puts the love, they have a love story in this one. I mean, but. Well, and it was, it, it's not super, you know, he didn't, they didn't follow the, the norm of people copying a Christmas carol. Right. Because, you know, like, even the Muppets Christmas Carol, even Mickey's a Christmas Carol, they all were, they're very Christmas Carol, right? Right. They're, they're really following the story where Scrooge, the idea is the same, but they didn't really say we're going to do it the same way. Well, yeah, because he gets a guy fired who goes off and his right. wife leaves him and he <laughs> goes and gets drunk and then goes and buys a shotgun. You know, it's kind of crazy. But yeah. and then it follows the whole he goes and he meets the ghosts and he learns about whoa, I've been a jerk, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's still a part of it, but I think the overall, yeah, for me, I love Scrooge. Scrooge is one of my favorite movies. That's a, that's definitely you gotta watch every year. So that was that was up there for me as well. Uh, number four, we got what's Grayson got Polar Express, yeah. That makes sense. I love Polar Express also, but for him, he loves it. The whole, you know, um, still believing in everything. His age, it's still pretty tough. He's got classmates that have older siblings who are like, no, you don't know. He's not anyone. Right, right. Well, Polar Express says it is, yeah. I believe. I think uh, Holly's and Grayson's top five is the same. <laughs> Tell her that she has a seventy. <laughs> <laughs> Polar Express is good, and the 
the fully full fully animated movie there's something that's nice about that because you can do a lot you know with the graphics and 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 that kind of stuff so it makes a good watch yeah yeah and i i mean before like a few years ago i'd never seen it and then i'm like oh you know sat down with Jason, and they're like oh this is actually pretty good no i've seen it a lot you know we saw i saw it when it came out brooklyn used to love it when she was younger so it's good i like it what do you got it for um going with the classic white christmas oh white christmas i love me white christmas well me and kaylin watch white christmas every year yeah good old bing crosby Danny Kay, Rosemary Clooney. It's it's up there. I just love the whole the songs in it and brings me back. I know it's in a Bing Bing was kind of honorary, but it's like almost a rat pack type movie. So I yeah. love White Christmas. Yeah, I I do. I like White Christmas as well. Didn't make my top five, it was definitely on the list. Uh, this this is might be surprising where my four lands and my four is landing at Die Hard. Although Holly tells me that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, he's wrong because Bruce Willis said it wasn't a Christmas movie, and I'm like, you know what, Bruce Willis didn't write the movie, so right. <laughs> um, it is a Christmas movie there's obviously it's an action movie and there's a lot of other stuff happening and it could easily be my number one movie because it overall it's it's one of the best movies so even when you're not talking Christmas movies you just said you know what's a great movie you'd say Die Hard um, but because we're focused specifically on Christmas I moved it down the list a little bit, even though it could be number one, but I got Die Hard at four. All right, number three. So let's start with Grayson's number three. Grayson's number three, and it's not, it's it's kind of an all-encompassing one, but I'll start it would be the newer version the illumination version of the Grinch, mm. but he likes all the versions of the Grinch. I I don't like, I like the Grinch. I like the original for us, our original, I guess. I mean, yeah, not the original, but when we were kids, that was Boris, Boris Karlov and right. speaking. Yeah. He even likes the, oh, it's bad. There was a um, Broadway Grinch that they played on TV. Right. Not very good. But he loves that one too. He loves all the Grinches. Yeah. No, I mean, Grinch is classic. It's classic. He, I mean, I the original Grinch from when we were kids, I could easily put up there. Again, it's not in my top five, but I could easily have that one because that was, I mean, how many times have we watched that? Oh, yeah. Still watch it. Right. But even when we were kids, though, because there wasn't a lot on. Like today, you know, you didn't have the streaming services. and You know one I miss that you can't find anymore? 
the Elven and the Chipmunks Christmas, right? Where he just wants the harmonica. Yeah, can't find that anywhere now. And a hula hoop. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Bring that one back. <laughs> well, th- so my three, uh, it's a little newer, uh, but I, it's really good. Uh, it's Christmas Chronicles. Oh, nice. Kurt Russell, dude. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the storyline's well-written. But the, the whole premise behind the movie, the way they do it, you know, how it plays out through the movie is great. The kids, the actors are good. But how they kind of tie in some of the Christmas things into the movie in a unique way, right? You don't see that a lot in, in Christmas movies. But on top of that, then you have Kurt Russell playing this like awesome Santa Claus. So I, I had to, I had to put it in there and and uh, I moved it up above a couple ones because of you know how well done it was. I would put or Kurt Russell as one of the best Santa Clauses. Yeah, yeah, he did a great job. But the best Santa Claus is Tim <laughs> Allen. Oh, I know. And the Santa Claus. And that's my number three is the Santa Claus. So good. Yeah, Holly talked me out of this one. What? I mean, I, I love it. I think it's the best. Like, I love the Santa Claus. She thinks the second one's better than the first. What? I was like, really? No, the second one, nowhere near. No. But it, it's classic. It's great. Um, and uh, Judge Reinhold, dude, is so good. M- weenie whistle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love when he's like, he's like, it's just not possible. How can one man go around there? He's like, you ever seen a million dollars? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, Santa Claus is great, and uh, the the transformation thing, which is very unique. Again, it's a very unique movie, which is what makes it so good. Right. Uh, number two. I mean, I try. I, I thought, is there any way I could not put this up? this high and i just can't and it's christmas vacation there obviously chevy chase and everything but then you know randy quaid just makes the movies so much better the whole the whole idea of clark griswold though it's like every once you become a father you identify with him so much more then you know when you watch this when you're younger or not a parent you know and so uh i and i literally just watched it because i have to watch it a couple times every year it's just so good it's great yep i mean i strive to have my lights out there as much as he does yeah that's what we're doing now i mean right and you're striving to like i gotta have the best christmas yep you feel his pain, right? You, you feel his pain, so. 
I want to get money to get, I wish I'd get a bonus for my work so I could get a pool, but. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I, I got, I got Christmas vacation at two. Spoiler alert. Didn't make my top five. Just crazy. Wow. It's so good, but it was just on the. Yeah. No, it's, there's, there's so many, like it's hard. My number two, or I'll go Grayson's because it will just, it's Santa Claus. He loves that movie. Right. That's good. It's a great movie. And then my number two, and this is cheating because it's I'm counting both movies, but I'm going Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Right. The Home Alones until it got bad. Yeah, just the <laughs> first two. Right. And Grayson was like, I heard there's a Home Alone 3, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, it's it actually does good. not exist. Yeah. You heard wrong. Sorry, dude. No, I just told him it's not very good and that Kevin McAllister's not in it. And right. then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no. I, uh, we watched one and two already, and Brooklyn was like, yeah, let's watch three and four. I'm like, no, we're not going to watch three and four. Because they're not very good. And it's like, they just came out with one last year, and I watched the first five minutes. I'm like, this movie's horrible. Yeah. It's so bad because the kid was a jerk. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I don't like this kid at all. At least with Kevin McAllister, I was pissed off more at Buzz. Right, and, and the parents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Home Alone, it's 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 great. Yeah, and I took it off as well. Probably, you know, just because it's, for me... It's Christmassy because it's obviously Christmas time, but it's a lot about like Kevin. Yeah, but it's also him figuring out the Christmas spirit and then right, talking yeah. to the and, old, yeah, there's, there's, old man there's neighbor. A lot that. Or in the second one, the the bird lady. Right. So. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. I, I watch it every year, you know, one and two every year. All right, let's 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 hear it. Number one, let's uh, what's Grayson's number one? His is Home Alone, but Home his Alone. would actually be if he ranks them Home Alone two, then Home Alone. I'm telling you, him and Holly have the same exact list. She <laughs> she was trying to convince Brooklyn that Home Alone two was better than Home Alone one, and so we watched them, and then Brooklyn came back and said Home Alone one's better. <laughs> See, I I like them both. Grayson likes two better than one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like them both. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Almost They're equally. So. Great. All right. What do you got at one? So my one is a story about a man trying to get back to his family on Christmas, and he tries to get them the Christmas spirit. But he's been estranged from his family for a while. And he learns the meaning of Christmas and to be with his family. And that movie is Die Hard. Nice. <laughs> Die Hard is, is a Christmas movie. One, it has tons of Christmas music in it. Yes. Two. One of my biggest arguments is that how, how many movies have that much Christmas music in it? Two, it's a Christmas Eve party going into right. Christmas. Three, how many times do they say Christmas in it? Right. 
right? I mean, Theo, remember, it's Christmas. Christmas. Four, basically, it has snow coming down, even though it's not really (laughs) snow. It's like ash, but it looks like snow. And five, the biggest of it all, is it's about family. Yeah. Him trying to get back to his family. Well, and he uses a bow to tie a gun to his back. Yes. <laughs> and ho, 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 now I've got a machine gun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard not to put... I mean, Die Hard's so good. Like I said, overall as a movie, obviously it's great. It is. It really is a Christmas movie. But then you can say it's an action movie. You can say it's you you. It's got a lot. It's a lot. I watch it every Christmas Eve after Caitlin and Grayson go to bed, where I'm finishing up wrapping. Right. And that's my movie I watch. Well, the movie I watch on Christmas Eve multiple times a year is "It's a Wonderful Life." There's no movie that can withstand the test of time like It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, how many movies can still be in black and white and still be one of the greatest Christmas movies? You know, you talk about a man trying to figure out his life and his family and Christmas spirit and, and spirit in general. Um, it's crazy to me how well done the movie is for how old it is. When you think about just storyline and and character um, creation and and uh, how it all fits together, so and it's also it's just a great story, right? I mean, like if if you're trying to like fight depression or like seasonal depression like it's winter or holidays Mm -hmm. suck or whatever you're trying to do like there's no movie like it's a wonderful life to like bring you back to reality right so that's that's my all-time i think it may be one of my favorite movies but christmas for me christmas time you gotta watch it so I, i had to put put it up top and here's one that people will think is a surprise. I don't think is a Christmas movie. I don't think Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, it happens at Christmas time, but yeah, but that's it. Not, it happens at Christmas time. It's Where not Die Hard incorporates tons of Christmas into it, right? Right, because it's you know it's Christmas party and and that kind of stuff. You know, and there's a there's a few other movies that. I think are good movies that fall into that same realm of they just happen around Christmas time, but they're not Gremlins. in court. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's like last holiday. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, Serendipity love. Actually, there's all really good movies that happen at Christmas time. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the truth. It's like, you can you could technically call them all Christmas movies. I will say Caitlin has Love Actually in her top five Christmas movies. So it I it was right there. Like it was almost number five over Christmas story. So that's how close it was for me because it's such a good movie. 
not just a Christmas movie. It's like just a really good movie. So that's that's why it was so close for me. But because Christmas Story literally has the word Christmas in it, <laughs> I had to had to put that there. One for me because it's newer, so I couldn't put it on the list just yet. But it kind of hit home because of like my dad and everything like that was Eight Bit Christmas. Right. Oh, that's good. I like. I've, I've watched it a couple times. It's good. Because it brings us to the nostalgia of the 80s. And we knew about, like, it's like... It's a lot of nostalgia in that movie. Like, a lot of people that watch that won't see it the same way that we would see it. Right. I think Caitlin watched it and she had no idea. And I'm like, right. dude, it's she a power glove. Get it. right, it's like... Right. It's, he's got the power glove. <laughs> the power glove. And it doesn't work. Yes, that's exactly how it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, even Christmas was great. I love that. Um. Yeah, you I mean you guys had you put Santa Claus in there, obviously, which I could easily is one of my favorites. That was hard to take out. Um, White Christmas. You mentioned Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. You know, there's a lot of those that. You know, they're classic movies. They're great movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many. It's really hard to to narrow this one down. Well, so but a lot of have seen Wes's list. I know, like, dude. Well, the the audience is going to be disappointed. Yep. <laughs> Leave it in the comments, audience. Tell us, tell us what you think about Fresh West not being here for the list. He'd try to figure out a way for Godfather to be a Christmas. Right. Movie. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Godfather as the uh, <laughs> top. Uh yeah, so good, good list there. I hope everybody enjoys their Christmas and and I'll get this posted right away so you can hear our list and maybe watch some of these before Christmas goes up. Finish up here. I mean you know, you're out of the, the HSC podcast playoffs. We're in uh, week two of the playoffs. As expected, Big Mike's rolling. And uh, I get to go over to, to Mike Knight, previous year champion's house, <laughs> as the week finishes up. He'd be like, I lost to a guy. Yeah, he's going to be not going to be happy, and I'll make fun of him for it. <laughs> well, well, then uh, you have to be the other guy that's not playing. Oh, man. If, and then, yeah, so me and Team John, who recently, I never paid attention before we talked about this, is the lowest scorer in the league, or second lowest scorer in the league. And somehow, not only is in the playoffs, but is now – may beat me in the playoffs because Christian McCaffrey scores 40 points. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's where we're at with the playoffs. So we'll, we'll update that next week. See who goes in the finals. I think it's, it's going to be really sad because I just don't see big Mike losing. And that's going to make me feel bad as a fantasy football player. Because I played fantasy football for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I always thought of myself as a pretty good fantasy football GM or whatever you want to call yourself. 
And to be losing now to guys who have not drafted or set their lineup. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And, you know, it's like, you know, when you lose to the people that do March Madness and they're right, like, right. their favorite mascot or whatever. Right, and never, don't even know anything. And they're just picking teams based on the, the name of the, the school. They're like, yeah, an eagle would totally get a, a gopher. <laughs> You're so like, I'm... but the, the gopher, they're, they're the number one seed. What? Oh, yeah. lost. Oh, okay. My bracket's busted. Right. Yeah. Eagle so one. It's it's it it might be sad days in, in fantasy football world for the HSC podcast here next podcast. So we'll prepare everybody. Set your lineup this time. <laughs> your man, only hope, Steve. Man, I know it's, it's going to be rough, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, thanks for all the listens. Our impressions are going up and up and up. It's great to see a lot more plays uh, on that. And we're getting a lot of new plays on uh youtube as well so if for those of you who are listening on youtube if you're still listening if you are listening which i know you are new people please subscribe because <laughs> what we're not getting is new subscribers so please subscribe if you uh like the content leave your comments of what's your favorite christmas movies yes i will put that in the comments as well i want to hear the favorite christmas movies i'm sure my sister will chime in definitely hear that Uh, So, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys all next time. Thanks for listening.